Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Just a quick disclaimer. We are not medical doctors therapists, or dietitians. So please check with an allied health professional before making any changes. Hello and welcome to Super Gym Friends. I'm Adam. I'm Zach. And that's it today. Oh no. And this week in fit, we're doing listener questions for the first time. Woo! So, you guys don't know what's coming. We have listener questions today. We hit uh, hit people up on the Discord. The Discord should be a link to which should be in the show notes. And we're just canvassing also some questions that you have been asked uh, mm-hmm. from from your 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 tra- trainees. But what do you call the people who you help? My disciples. Your disciples. <laughs> some of these are serious, some of them less so, because Jackson jumped into the chat. And Th- I asked, was wondering, I'm yeah, like, is that actually Jackson? It is. Yeah, some of the questions, Does and you'll listen? never guess which, are Jackson. Does he listen? I don't believe so. That's what I was so confused. Jackson barely listens to the shows he's on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, it's so, I do not expect Jack to listen to this show. No, it's like, uh, uh, I would describe... And because I'm similar, I would describe it like, I don't know, like eating ice cream. Maybe <laughs> not eating ice cream. No, sorry. Oh, Maybe God. like, uh, I'm trying to think of the right metaphor, but and log cabin just isn't it for this one. Oh, what a pity. Or maybe I can work it into log cabin. Oh, All right. Don't. So if you spend your days building a log cabin, when you get home, you want a brick house because you're like, I've done the log cabin. I have had so much log cabin today. I want brick house. Basically. Yeah, sure. That's kind of it. That's a yeah, good way of describing it. Yeah, I, I get Yeah. And log cabin is fun. <sighs> log cabin is beautiful. It's scenic. It's somewhere in the forest. God, I love it. But, you know, there can there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, let's hit you up with some questions. Okay. And they, I love how, without prompting, in the Discord, people just, like, kept calling you Master of Lumps and Bumpy Man. No, that's because you prompted them with how you asked the Like, what was the... Do you have the Discord up? I have it up. What was your, like, prompt for questions? Because I think this is where it all came from. Uh, uh, also, uh, I just want to say, I feel honoured to be known as the Lumpy Man. <laughs> I know. You keep <laughs> calling yourself that. Man. 
Jesus, hey, that's so bad. Hey, we're looking to do a questions episode with resident bumpy man Zach. There Open- you go. <laughs> well, resident bumpy man Zach does not immediately. I have worked with some of these people in the Discord. I am very well accustomed to, and they would not do this unless they just randomly occurred to them. Because I God. might have incepted the idea, but I certainly <laughs> didn't push them into it. Anyway, we've got some fucking questions. Let's do it. First one. Let's All go. Right. Dear resident bumpy man, what is your favorite workout? Oof. Man, there's so many. No, that's not true. Uh, the best workout for me is my push day. Yeah. So particularly my push day number two of the week. So mm-hmm. using like the push-pull leg structure, push day is when we're doing pushing muscles. So chest, shoulders, and triceps. But I do a little bit of a variation on a push workout. So uh, it's my second one of the week. I do it on a Thursday and I start with a three-by-three three bench. So who doesn't love bench press? It's just the absolute bomb. Who doesn't love bench presses? Sure. Name me one person who doesn't love bench press. I bet you can't. <laughs> no, that's not true. I'm sure you can find plenty. Uh, oh, I guarantee I, I know, know at least one yeah, person. I know multiple people who don't yeah. like bench. I, so that's a wild claim. That being said, I think a push or a pull might be my favorite as well. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. fuck legs. No, that being said, like, I'm starting to get back into legs. But, yeah, push. No, uh, I my, never liked legs. I mean, like, I enjoy the end of legs because, A, it's done. But also, I feel good at the end of yeah. legs. But I feel good while I'm doing a push-pull. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so we start with bench, then a three-by-three. Three, I take fucking... I wait, am I allowed to swear on this show? I know uh, I've been doing it for like 18 episodes. No, I don't think we are. No, we absolutely are. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> if we're not allowed to swear, then I need to go back and edit some old episodes. <laughs> okay. It was like, it's 18 episodes in, and I'm like, can we swear? <laughs> um... And like I take way too long on my rest breaks for bench just because I'm like trying to push the weight pretty hard. So like sure. I take that nice rest and then do seated shoulder press or like dumbbell seated shoulder press. Then there's like a really nice machine dip in the gym that we train Isn't at. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. <laughs> Very a machine dip? What's that? Um, it's so like dip is. A dip I is know a- what dip is. You're t- talking <laughs> to the master of dips here. I like a tzatziki. Yeah. I like uh, eggplant. Eggplant's nice. I like yep. a roe or caviar. What about spinach dip? Spinach dip depends. Spinach dip is elite. Spinach dip for me, it depends on what, what? sort of spinach dip. Because you get hummus I love. Oh, yeah. Hummus is great. This is, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but the absolute best snack that like is really unconventional is get a corn chip. You need like the specific, not like those mission for like those in Australia, like not the mission chips where they're like one strip. You need like the triangle, hold it on the long end of the triangle and you dip one into hummus, like one corner into hummus, one into salsa and you eat it all in one. And it's so good. (laughs) Hummus and salsa. Okay. Best combo. Salsa is good. I like a salsa. I think my top three are hummus, salsa, and then a roe or caviar dip. I haven't had caviar dip in ages. But yeah, so the machine dip is essentially it uses people's, like you press, like you're doing like some sort of movement. Machine dip is people! Yeah. (laughs) That's a reference to a very old movie, Zach. Oh, God. I know, like, I've heard of Soylent. (laughs) I know, I don't actually know the movie, but like, I know. I believe the the movie is called itself Soylent Green. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, machine dip is essentially, it's like, it's like one of those, um, 
it's like a, yeah, it's a movement where when you do the movement, it actually, like, you bring your own veggies in, you put it in like this special compartment mm-hmm. and as you press, it kind of crushes up the veggies and turns it into a dip. Okay. And then you like get to eat it afterwards. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, just kidding. Um, obviously. Uh, dip is essentially a body weight tricep chest and shoulder movement. It's, That's a we've lot. done them before. It's you have like two bars on the side. It's probably going to be best just to look it up. But you have two bars on the side of the body holding on and then you lower your body in, keeping your elbows tucked in along the sides. And then you're going to press yourself or you press your hands down into the bars to bring your body up. It's similar to a pull up, but with your hands down low rather than up high. Um, I do not. Apparently we've done this before. I do not. Look, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Well, it's fine. <laughs> the people will if, have to look that one up unless they got that one, in which case, congratulations, because yeah, I've done it and I don't remember this. <laughs> but but anyway. um, there's a really good machine, which has like some really nice angles in it at sure. our gym. So it's like, it just feels great. Mm. Uh, machine dip, then cable flies or just incline dumbbell flies. And then I go into a superset of shoulders. So side lateral raise, supersetted with uh, cable front raise or upright rows, which like some people are like, oh, upright rows, don't do them. They're fine. So the reason people say don't do upright rows is because there is, if performed incorrectly, there is impingement risk in the shoulder. What's an impingement risk? Impingement is essentially where the shoulder or like the, so we have our humerus, which is like the big arm muscle, Mm -hmm. which attaches into the shoulder joint in like a ball and socket joint. And because it's a ball and socket joint, it has lots of mobility. So we can like do all, we can essentially do what's called like circum, circumduction. <laughs> what is circumduction? Essentially like we could just move the humerus around. It's a around. 360 degree yeah. movement. All right, sure. And, but it's also very unstable. And what can happen is if you don't have good stability in the shoulder joint and you're doing some like some particular movements, it can essentially pinch on certain muscles mm. because the ball and soccer joint kind of gets out of place and pinches them. So impingements are the most common injury to have in the shoulder. There's a bunch of different types. I've had a subacromial impingement recently, like a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Painful? A little bit. It was, it was because I was trying to push the external rotation in my seated shoulder press. Sure. Um, which is essentially like I was trying to tuck my elbow and my arm back further than my mobility would allow, um, which kind of like impinged it, which was, it was fine. It recovered pretty quickly, but um, some people, so there is a slight impingement risk with upright rows. However, if you keep your elbows, so if you don't go up too far, so you keep your elbows in only up to shoulder height or slightly lower, mm. the risk is next to none. Okay. So supersetting those two, and then I finish with a arm superset. So this is the one exercise where I'm like, oh, cool, this is where we kind of step out of the push session structure where I do actually add in biceps, which would normally be put on a pull session, but I superset tricep and biceps for each of my 
push and pull sessions. I hope sessions. the people listening understand because you're hitting, you're, uh, look, I, I I know this is probably low level jargon, but it feels like a lot of jargon. So I hope the people uh, listening are able to, I'm having trouble following. I'm sorry. If you, <laughs> um, what I can do is on, so I'll be doing it again next Thursday. Mm. So if you guys want to like follow along, I'll post a like set of, sure. Uh, I'll post on my Instagram. And maybe even I think we'll we have a link the- to your Instagram in the show notes. I forget what is and isn't in the show notes. Yeah, it's um Zach underscore the hoof if you want yeah. to as well, which is just my name. Um, hit him up on his Instagram. Yeah, hit me up on my Instagram, and I'll post like a a regular post with like the different slides of the workout, so you can follow along. Um, yeah, and then I do some sort of bicep and tricep movement. I kind of mm. play around with it, but some sort of curl and then tricep push down regularly. So that's my absolute favorite workout. Did that yesterday. Felt great. Love it. All right. Beautiful. Next question. Master of lumps. Do you know how to get strong forearms? Yes. So forearms are great to train. Uh, There's a few different ways that we can get strong forearms. We essentially want to be doing a lot of wrist curls. So, okay. Wrist curls and grip strength work. So they're the two main ways. So the function of the wrist is to hold on to something and it is to, or the function of the forearm, sorry, is to help our hands hold on to something as well as to flex and extend. So predominantly flexing the wrist. Uh, Which is kind of like the gesture. You're showing me the gesture. The gesture is kind of like your hand comes in towards uh, or down or like the, as in the palm comes yeah. down and in towards. You're bringing your fingers close to your, the inside of your elbow. Okay. If you can imagine that. So like try and bring your fingers as close to your elbow, flexing at the wrist palm to do up, so. Palm up, you bring your fingers in towards your elbow. Yep. That will be, that's wrist flexion. Okay. So what you can do, it's going to be really lightweight set a dumbbell in the inside your hand and then you're going to essentially rest your hand either on a bench or on your knee so that your forearm is locked in place and just your wrist is over the edge of your knee or bench you're then going to let the dumbbell roll down to the bottom of your fingers and you're going to roll it back up and curl it in as high as you can squeeze at the top then roll it back down again so that's a wrist curl the other one to do is reverse bicep curls so that's where we go it's training more like brachioradialis, which is a muscle in the forearm which kind of attaches over onto the humerus mm-hmm. rather than just across the wrist onto the radius and ulna, uh, which are like the forearm bones. Sure. And the humerus is the big bicep-tricep bone, essentially. Um, so reverse bicep curls. So regularly bicep curls, we have what's called a supinated grip. So the two different ways that we can change our hand position is pronated and supinated. A good way to remember it is supinated. Imagine you're holding your hands out for somebody to put soup in them. So, and you want to hold on to the soup. Yes. So that is supinated is when you have your, uh, if you extend your arms. To so the people listening, it is shockingly accurate to what he is describing. It looks like he <laughs> wants to hold soup. For once, exercise is simple. Yeah. Anatomical terms are simple. Um, yeah, so you kind of have your, uh, the palms, or you're like the, 
inside of your hand facing up. Sure. So that's what you would regularly use for a bicep curl. However, a pronated grip is the opposite. So it's where you have the flat. You, want, you don't want any soup. Yeah, no, you want to drop the soup on the ground. All right, cool. Um, you have the flat of your hand facing up this time, and then you're just going to be doing a regular curl. So locking the elbow in place, curling up, and you'll feel it pumping the forearms. All right. Uh, the last way to do it is through grip strength. So doing any movement which is going to be grip intensive. So... Things like bent over rows, deadlifts in particular are great for grip strength. Obviously, there's there are very complicated movements, so just be careful with them. But mm. one movement which is purely for grip strength is farmer's walks. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they're great. The funny Somerset, thing, I gotta go get to my sheep in Somerset. I'm gonna go do a farmer's walk. The funny thing, I think they should be called. I really think we should rename farmer's walks to helping mum take the groceries. Okay. Because that's essentially what it is. So a farmer's walk is where you pick what? up. What? <laughs> yeah, just, just wait, wait, wait. I'll explain it. So a farmer's walk is where you pick something up, whether it's dumbbells, a trap bar is really good to use. Don't do like a regular barbell. A trap bar is one of the bars where it's like a square diamond or like hexagon and you kind of stand inside it. Ah, uh, yes, I know, yeah, 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 yeah. I know this one. Yeah, I know this one. And so- I used to do squats in them. Yeah. They're good for squats. Uh, squats or deadlifts? Oh, uh, that's be a deadlifts. good question. It Maybe it was deadlifts, yeah. You wouldn't be able to do squats. In <laughs> you need a squat on your back. Yes. Your back. Yeah. Um, so holding on, particularly trap bar, if you have one, we're going to just pretend we have a trap bar. Holding on to the sides, you have the plates, uh, like you load it up pretty heavy, you hold on, and then you just walk forward. Okay. You literally just walk. And so it's you can do it for... Uh, like sets based upon how many steps you take or even better is how long you go for because steps, you can kind of make them f- quicker or slower, mm. but time is going to be much more consistent. Time is consistent, sure, yeah. Yeah. And I find the same thing whenever I'm doing, whenever you assign or whenever I'm doing, uh, 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 what do you call it? S- squats, like walking lunges. Oh, uh, yeah. I find the same thing. I'm always like, oh, I've, I feel like I've got, I, I try to get like mm. a consistent thing, but always, you know, you get a bit fatigued and then uh, you, you start, no, I, like I certainly start noticing that at the beginning, I will sometimes be going extra fast yep. and have a different stride because obviously I'm going a little bit faster. It changes my momentum. And then at the end as well, I notice I uh, my stride begins to change as well as I get super fatigued. So the difference with that though is that's actually like a really good thing and that's very natural. With sure. our lunges, the challenge of it is getting as many lunges in as possible. Mm. Whereas the challenge of a, of a farmer's walk or a farmer's carry is to hold on as long as possible. So okay. we kind of want to make the metric tied to what the goal of the movement or like what the yes. progression should be. So I forgot progression. we were talking about getting big forearms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so the reason I say it should be called helping mum with the groceries is because it's very akin to like, whenever I do them, I just imagine myself being like back at home and mum's come home from like a big grocery haul. She's been to Aldi. She's parking the car and it's like, Zach, it's time to help me out. And you go, cool. I'm only doing one trip and one trip only. I do not care how many bags there are. I will I think not be a, going back. I don't think you need to include mom in this. I think uh, uh, wanting to do the groceries from the car to the house in one go is pretty universal any True. age. See, the problem is I live like right next door to a supermarket. Yeah. So it's not really like, I just go up and back very quickly. The only time I've had to do that is is like when I was back at home in like mm, the old grocery hall. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> wow. Well, 
yeah, yeah. Just I have single bad forearms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your yeah. forearms look disgusting, Zach. <clears throat> yeah. It's not like you have a fucking chiseled. Anyway, <laughs> but so yeah, it's like when you're holding just a thousand grocery bags yeah. and trying to just walk them in as quickly as possible. That's a farmer's probably carry. a more healthy version of that. Yeah. Certainly a more controlled version, probably better for your back. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, the other one, like this is a bit of a like bonus forearm builder is rock climbing. Okay. Rock climbing is just, if you have a look at people with the biggest forearms, rock climb, like in proportion to the rest of their body, mm. rock climbers have ridiculous. Ridiculous forearms. They also have massive hands. Speaking of today's movie, have you ever um, seen Free Solo? No. So today's movie is Free Solo. It's okay. an incredible movie. It's about this guy. What's happening? Uh, you know how we always have a movie? Every, no. Yeah, no, we have we have the movie recommendation. Okay, so today's sure. movie recommendation is Free Solo. So it's a, it's a, a documentary. Yep. Actually, it's a documentary about this guy. I forget his name, and I actually forget the name. Oh, I do know. Yeah. I haven't seen it, and but I know what you're talking about. Cli- free climbs, insane, it's fucked. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. And you look at his arms; he's got like massive arms. But also, you look at his hands, and, and they're he's like chunky. Like, is his yeah. hands look like frog hands? Because he's like hit <laughs> the pads of all of his fingers and stuff yeah. like that are all like wide and flat because obviously <sighs> he's just worn them down like that. Yep. And then I was watching. So in addition to that documentary, he was doing like an interview with GQ or something, something like that, just breaking down scenes, mm-hmm. climbing scenes in movies. And in one of them, some uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone movie, Sylvester's climbing and he puts a hand somewhere and a snake comes out up on like, oh. a fucking mountain and tries to attack him. And obviously it's a movie, but then this guy is like, no, that happens. Sometimes you're just climbing the side of a mountain and he does it free. So there's no ropes. He is just halfway up a fucking mountain. And if he falls... If he lets go, he's dead. There is no recovery. And there's a fucking snake there. I know. Uh, yeah, he's, he's he's like, yeah, sometimes, oh. uh, sometimes you're climbing and it'll be a snake or it'll be a spider. And he's like, one time I was climbing, put my hand somewhere, it was a spider's nest, and the spider was just like, <laughs> like biting him again and again and again. And he's like, well, I can't let go. So <laughs> I just have to Jesus cop this and keep going. Christ. I know. And then when that happens... He's also like, and you're halfway up a mountain, so you're like, well, I, I got to finish because there's no sure? safe way to do anything. Are we sure that he didn't, that wasn't a radioactive spider which gave him like the webbed hands which allowed him to climb the rest of the way? I feel like if a radioactive spider gave him those powers, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I don't think it happened <laughs> halfway into his career. True, true. <laughs> anyway, that's today's movie recommendation, oh, Free Solo. It's a... Yeah. Stressful watch though. Do not oh watch God. it if you get fucking if you get stressed like out watching dangerous things. Mm. Yeah, I, I just remember like seeing one of my f- old friends from way back. I like hadn't seen him in a while, and I remembered he like when we last met, he just started getting into rock climbing. Yeah, and he was more on like the leaner, like lankier side. But um, when I saw him recently, his forearm like he'd been rock climbing for about a year and a half now, mm. and his forearms were legitimately yeah. bigger than the rest of his arm, like, which regularly shouldn't happen. It would, they just were massive. And he was just like talking about, he's doing crazy stuff, rock climbing. So rock climbing is so much fun and it's a great way to get big forearms as well. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, next question? Mm-hmm. All right. Zachary, the Lord of the Lumps. Pilates versus yoga for preventative maintenance on my joints when I make it to being an old man. Yeah, great question. So ultimately it's going to come down to personal preference for this one. Mm -hmm. What's really good about both Pilates and yoga is that they both have a lot of emphasis on breath work. So like similar to what we were talking about before, breath work is just so important for stability and protection in the body because it's what is going to be working our like functional core, our like stabilizing core. And so doing either is going to have that focus. I would say personally, I would be more like just personal Personal, preference for me. Yeah. Personally, I'm more inclined with Pilates just because um, yoga is like, (laughs) you need a lot of flexibility for it. And as somebody who like, doing weightlifting stuff. You lose a little bit of that flexibility. You lose a lot of that flexibility. (laughs) Um, Either's going to be great. I think another thing to keep in mind with uh, sort of like joint strength and when it comes to old age is there's nothing that says we can't keep weightlifting. Um, If anything, continual weightlifting throughout our our lifetime is going to be one of the best things for us. So um, joint strength and bone health like is going to be such a huge issue for a lot of people and one way that we can increase our bone and joint strength is through weightlifting so load bearing weightlifting where we so essentially when the muscles when we train our muscles we get what's called microfiber tears in the muscle tissue themselves and in the process of healing those microfiber tears the muscles get bigger and stronger the exact same thing happens in the bones. Mm-hmm. So it's what's called bone mineral density, yeah. where we get these micro, like like really small fractures almost, or like breakdown of the bone, but then it gets healed really quickly. And in the process, we continue to increase the bone mineral density. So starting weightlifting as soon as possible and then continuing it on to old age, 
understanding that as you get older, there will be minor, there will be like some loss of strength and muscle size that is Mm -hmm. just natural as we age, but continuing to do compound lifting, load bearing weightlifting in particular, load bearing is the important thing because that is when there's force going through the body, like more force than just regularly walking, like regular body weight. And that is what is going to help maintain joint health, bone health as well. Um, on top of that, I would, if this is something of like quite genuine concern, I would also highly recommend using collagen supplementation. So collagen isn't something that I use for myself, but it is uh, really good for increasing bone mineral density as well and keeping joint health and essentially like increasing joint health as well. Sure. I know that some people might know collagen for like the beauty purposes as well. Apparently it's, this is not where I heard of it, but I've heard from like some friends recently that like, I think uh, like it gets used mostly actually in the beauty industry. Uh, okay. Maybe. I, I know lots of people who use collagen for like bone and joint health though. Um, that's probably just because that's more my sphere than than like the Very makeup possibly. beauty industry. Not many bodybuilders are too concerned with their skin elasticity. Maybe they should be. Maybe they should be. Definitely. There's some... Yes, yeah, skin Isn't gets weird. That, yeah, oh yeah, skin gets <laughs> A complicated subject, shall we say. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. <laughs> um, yeah. Beautiful. Next, Next question. One. Yep. Dear Zach of the Bumps, my lower back is knackered following an injury in my early 20s. Nowadays, it likes to seize up after exercise. I also work rotated shifts and a physical job that I can't do while seizing. So finding time to consistently exercise is a challenge. Any suggestions or any lower back exercises that are relatively gentle but won't take forever to do? I've uh, I've a baby now too. Oh gosh, which makes finding time difficult. Also, yeah, that sounds like a struggle. Yeah, that sounds like a big challenge. Um, I think, f- like first of all, before I get into anything specifically, one thing is as a personal trainer, this is out of my scope of practice mm-hmm. to recommend uh, like very injury based prevention stuff. So see your physio beforehand to uh, confirm or to get like more in-depth prescription. I don't know the exact specifications of your Mm -hmm. issues as well. So just important to keep in mind, see an allied health professional before you do implement anything. With that in mind, um, I think a very important distinction is when it comes to the safety and health of our lower back, never train the lower back. Sure. So the lower back itself is not made up of particularly many muscles. The main muscles which people associate with the lower back are going to be the spinal spinal erectors or erector spinae. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are these two long spindly muscles which essentially go from the top of the neck to the top of the hips, running all the way down the back, following kind of either side of the spine. So a really good way to know where they are. You can feel them really prominently in the lower back. If you just kind of like put your hands on your back, find the center, and then you should feel two lumps on either side of that center. Down the lower back. Can you feel it, Adam? Adam's doing it with us. Trying to. I don't know. I'm going to work my way through a lot of flab. (laughs) 
Um, uh, no, I'm kind of, I'm just having trouble feeling my spine, to be honest. Just find the center of your back. It'll be like a dip in the middle. Yeah, I can see. All right. You oh, see how that kind of sinks in okay. the middle? But then it yeah. goes up on either so side. So the two hills on either side. Okay, those I, your, I feel it now. your spinal yeah. erectors. So yeah, those, I don't have it. <laughs> you just don't have a lower back. No, it's just flat. Yeah, nice. Mine's, um, a, gra- mine's a grassy field, not really a valley. <laughs> Yeah, so those are the two most prominent lower back muscles. The ones I would also add in there would be uh, our deep core. So transverse abdominis does attach around to the back of the spine. So that is our like deep core. Uh, Getting lower- to a deep core is something the dwarves sound like they want to do. I was going to say like We a need therapist. to get to the deep core, <laughs> but we've dug too far down. So it's interesting that you go dwarves because I was thinking like a therapist, like we've got to get to the deep of like the core <laughs> issues. You In know? some like, ways, dwarves are well, therapists. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of cheer, you know, they just every help therapi- day. Every dwarf is a therapist, but not every therapist is a dwarf. <laughs> That's important to know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Don't get them mixed up. Like, yeah. <sighs> yeah, you'll get therapists very mad if you... Take a seat, laddie. Let's go through all of your different uh, issues. I guess <laughs> this is my impression of a therapist. <laughs> you think I've never nice. gone? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so the way that the spinal erectors actually develop their strength is through creating extension in the lower back. So in order to create extension, we first need to flex it and then extend under load in to mm-hmm. increase their strength. It can be done, hundred percent. Sure. But it is it is going to be more harmful than it is going to be beneficial uh, for the purposes of protecting the lower back. So I don't want you to approach this from the position of we're here to train the lower back to strengthen it because by creating, by doing spinal flexion movement, spinal flexion is what will have caused the, like spinal flexion under load particularly is what will cause the issue in the first place. Yeah. So using spinal flexion movements and spinal extension will underload will make this worse. It will not train them well. Okay. Um, what will help protect the lower back as we talked about in the previous episode is breath work in particular. So doing uh, essentially deep belly breaths. So I recommend like one way I like to think about it is when you do that deep breath in, I want you to try and feel that breath in the base of your spine. Okay. So it's get it deep, get it low, have your stomach expand because those are the muscles of our deep core that are expanding. That's our transverse abdominis, Mm -hmm. internal and external abdominal oblique on the sides. And so when you breathe out, they contract, creating that intra-abdominal pressure and that intra-abdominal pressure is a protective force around the spine. What I would say to do first to help develop that very like baseline strength is, and I get everybody who starts training with me to do this, no matter where they are, is to set a reminder every single day from 10.30 to 3.30, sorry, one at 10.30, one at 3.30, which says, think about breathing for 30 seconds. And so in that 30 seconds, all you're going to do is think about where in the body is your breath. Sounds like it might be helpful to to start doing meditation. 100% meditation is great, but also... Not everybody is into meditation. It can be That's quite fine. challenging for a lot of people where this is a little bit more of a meditation. When you do it, it is a good opportunity to help train that breath work, but mm-hmm. it's not necessary. I yep. think this is like an easier one for people to start. Absolutely. Um, where you have that 30 seconds, think about whether it's in your chest or your stomach. 
at the beginning, it will very likely be in the chest. Uh, that's just how we've relearned how to do our breathing. And mm-hmm. so in that time, I want you to try your best to bring that breath low into the body till you feel that expansion and contraction of the stomach. Once the 30 seconds is up, completely forget about it, go along your day and then do it again later at 3.30. Do that for about a month is what I recommend because for pretty much everybody, if you consistently do it, and that's the key, like if you actually do the work where a lot of the time people not, um, but sure. if you do the work in by like week three or four, you'll be getting your reminders. You'll think about where your breathing is and without a doubt, it'll be effortlessly in the stomach. Sure. It'll just be there. And then with that, what that means is that throughout your day, your breathing will be constantly training your deep core. It'll be training these muscles, which are protective around the spine. They're going to keep your back healthier and safer. The other thing with this back pain is whenever you're lifting, make sure to keep good form. So doing lifts like squats and deadlifts where there is a lot of tension which is on the lower back if you do have a any sort of flexion or overextension in the back it will place excessive tension there that is where i suspect that seizing will come mm-hmm. and so keeping a neutral spine breathing through your movements so breathing through the effort of the movement specifically so the effort is or what i want you to think about is the concentric phase so For an example, the effort of a deadlift is as we pull the bar up. The effort of a squat is as we push the bar up. Effort of a row is as we pull the bar in. Things like that. So When you're exerting the effort. Exactly. The hardest part of the movement. Sure. Breathing out on the effort. And so that's going to help use your core to keep it protected in its most vulnerable position. And as well as that, just being very careful with your exercise selection as well. Essentially, you don't, if lower back pain is an issue, you want to minimize, if not extinguish any sort of spinal flexion movements altogether. Just don't flex at the spine. Um, There will be moments in your life where you will need to have spinal flexion. So it's not like we can never flex our spine. Because we have to tie up our shoelaces, we have to pick stuff off the ground in awkward places, and we have to do all these different things which do require it. But minimizing that and using the gym as a time to stay away from it, particularly if we're trying to put it under load, is going to be the best thing for you. And I think just to kind of finish off for the episode, sure. one thing I want you to think about in regards to the back seizing up is... Uh, I want you to get into like a mindset and this is something I try and develop with everybody I work with and and hopefully you and Trent have started to do this as well is thinking about the body as a separate entity to our consciousness. (laughs) Sounds really weird. Getting metaphysical here. A little bit, a little bit. But it's, so there's like a very common term that you might, I'm sure a lot of you guys hear from people in like the health and fitness world where they're like, I really just learned how to listen to my body. And it's like, what does that mean? But I think a good way to start to develop that ability to listen to your body is to think of it as its own consciousness. Because in many ways, the subconscious functions of the body have it have its own like conscious reasons for the things that it does. So in this circumstance or way to think about it is, when the back, when the lower back in particular is seizing up, is getting really tight, it is a protective mechanism. What your lower back is doing or what your muscles are doing is it's going, you have put me in a vulnerable position. 
mm-hmm. you have moved me or put too much load in certain positions. And where that was rude of you. Essentially, yeah, that was rude. I did not feel safe. I did yeah. not feel protected. And therefore, I'm going to prevent you from doing that again. Until I can trust you. Pretty much. I'm going to make sure that this isn't going to happen again for a certain period of time. And I'm going to punish you. I'm going to make you realize that what you did was wrong and was dangerous by sending you signals of pain. So pain is not a bad thing. Your muscles only understand the monkey brain. And they're like, hey, dude, we don't understand that you have a consciousness. We'd say words if we could. But all we understand is how to talk to the monkey brain. And the monkey brain knows pain. Pretty much. It's like, here is a stimulus. It's The body is constantly trying to communicate with us. And I want everybody to stop. Your back is broken. How are you going to run away from Big Bird? (laughs) Exactly. How are you going to run away from your friends throwing rocks at you? If you can't tie up your shoelaces, how the fuck are you going to put the runners on when the fucking gorilla comes to kill us? Yeah. And so it's, this is what it is to listen to the body. Mm -hmm. It's to understand that the signals that the bodies are sending have meaning to them and to try and decipher what those meanings are. And for you, the meaning in this circumstance is very simple. It's that you've put me in a vulnerable position where if I did not prevent you from doing this again, then you would cause irreparable damage. We could have a herniated disc. We could have uh, any sort of like, we could have spinal damage. We could hit the nerve system. (laughs) Yeah, Bane could break you, things like that. And so it's essentially saying, this pain is to tell you pain is just a, the body saying that there's something wrong right now. Sure. Pain is not necessarily a bad thing. I think it is bad if it's ignored, but pain itself is not bad. Pain is just, Hey, I want you to pay attention to this specific thing. Sure. And the seizing is the body going, okay, cool. You put me in a position that I didn't want to be in. So I'm going to stop you from being able to put me in that position again. So, just a bit of a way to think about that. And when I think you understand what your body's trying to tell you, then you can start to look at changing how you approach your daily situations so sure. that you don't put it back in that position. Sure. Um, not really much of a glossary today, I guess, because it was a questions episode. We didn't yeah. get into too much technical stuff, but I guess suppose a summary instead of a glossary was favorite workout was a push a day. Push day. Your, uh, you gave a couple of different recommendations for how to do, to how to get strong forearms. The mm-hmm. prom- most prominent one seemed to be uh, rock climbing. <laughs> no, I would say wrist flexion wrist and flexion. strength. Okay. And rock climbing. And rock climbing. Uh, you personally prefer Pilates versus yoga, but mm-hmm. you say that they're, they're, they're both, both okay. Yeah. yeah. And to, in old age, weightlifting is still a good choice. Is an yes. b- excellent choice. And I would highly recommend it. And uh, then, uh, finally, if you're having lower back issues, speak to an allied health professional. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, I've been Adam. I've been Zach. Happy lifting. Thanks for listening to Super Gym Friends. Once again, we are not medical doctors, physiotherapists, or dietitians. So please check with a healthcare professional before making any changes. 
If you want to get in touch, email us at supergymfriends at gmail.com. And to continue the conversation or to speak directly to resident bumpy man Zach himself about in-person or online training, links to our Discord and Zach can be found in the show notes. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.